microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a big plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what we need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is Kylan, Mike, and Eric. How are you guys doing? Good, right. man. How are you? It is the weekend. I'm, I'm good. We oh, are yeah. ready for the weekend. And uh, this is kind of our lull for this week, um, or, or for our June, because next week's schedule, we're recording two shows in which one of those shows will be heard in July. So we're pre-planning ahead for a small break that we're taking. Never <laughs> let it be said that we wait to the last minute. But uh, That's right. Next we do. Week, we just don't want it to be said. Um, I want to say we have two great guests coming um, that we're recording next week that will be coming uh, coming up on future episodes. Ah. Yes, yes, I am. Look, I'm really looking forward to these to these two. It's it's going to be, man. I think it's going to blow the listeners' minds. You know when they when they when they see what we have coming up. Yeah, yeah. I one of them. I hate to say it is almost like my junkie, my dealer. <laughs> and, and Dude, that, I, you can go fanboy on this guy. I I've done it on some of our previous guests. So oh yeah. Well, it, it, it's it's not necessarily fanboy. It's oh yes, yes it is. It, it's a lot of it is it him, is. but it's what he does as well. <laughs> and yeah. Let's just say there's a habit. <laughs> Let's go ahead and just and just say who this one is. Oh, it's John Tyler Christopher. Yes. Action yes. figure variant cover guy, artist extraordinaire. Yeah. Uh, bring us back to our childhoods when we had the the Kenner empty box campaign and yeah. And the the action figures cost less than $3 and Which, they were even less than that. Yeah. I'll say they were maybe like Dollar seventy-five, two bucks. Well, yeah, some of them were. Man, wow. Yeah, yeah, but back you know, were the days. Back in the days when we actually opened up the packages to play with, <laughs> with them. Uh, no, I'm. I, I, I look. I look at the some of the stuff that I have men on card right now, and I'm like, it's not like I'm ever going to go and sell it someplace. But it's just like it's. Yeah. Well, well, so, the yeah the the other one though is. Um, We'll get him to explain more, but he, he kind of said it at Celebration, is his view and take on the action figure variant covers. 
Yeah. And, and, well, right. and that was exciting to be, too. There has to be a little artistic license. Yeah. You know. Well, this, we we ought to see if we can get him, if we can talk him into doing like action figure variants of us. Oh, I'm almost afraid to know what that commission is. As long as I get a shotgun axe, I'm good. I thought I was getting the shotgun axe. See, well, okay, we can all. It's kind of like Oprah. You get a shotgun axe. You get a shotgun axe. <laughs> Everybody gets a shotgun axe. Well, so where does shot? Where does shotgun axe division of shield? That's what I, it is. I, that I, should I, be the title for this show. Everybody gets, gets a, shotgun a shotgun axe. <laughs> I, I am writing this down just so you're aware. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We will pull back that curtain, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but but you know, I, I would love to see it done too. Where in in each each figure of us is a piece of the hell of us. Oh, <laughs> like that. That'll you be know, cool. You know, the Star Wars, you get the piece of the build a droid, yes. or or the Marvel yes. Legends, you get a piece of another figure. Yes. This, you get a piece of the hell of us. And then, like, if you if you collect enough of um, proof of purchases, you get the above ground underwater suborbital volcano layer playset. <laughs> really, it, it, it's only a cardboard cutout, dude. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. With, with vinyl, okay. with vinyl wrapped around it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> But but here here's the question: If if we were able to convince them to do it, what uh-huh. comic what comic title would we have them do it on? Agents of Shield, probably. Yeah. Deadpool, Gwenpool, Howard the Duck. Howard where do we duck. Where do we go? Howard, Agent of Shield. I say Agent <sighs> of Shield, man. If, if if I get to have if I get to have a, a an action figure cover on Agents of, on Agents of Shield, I am like I'm not even gonna even wish for anything for Christmas anymore. I'm good. There you go. <laughs> All your Christmases is belonging to us. <laughs> yeah. Well. I am. I'm, I'm just going to say this right off because I, I just saw this story. Because um, I guess it broke around the time that we are recording. E3. Yes, it. It was <laughs> that too. E, E3. Great news coming from there that we're going to hit. But I think this actually needs to be a great lead story. Mm-hmm. A founding father of Marvel of the Marvel Universe takes his place during the D23 Expo. This Stan July, Lee is going to D23? No. This July, da- Jack Kirby will be honored for his remarkable creative achievements as a Disney legend in a ceremony to be held at D23. Awesome. Uh, of course, as we all know, um, Kirby grabbed our attention in the spring of 1941 with Cap, Captain America, character he created with Joe Simon, uh, and has gone on for many, many other stories. He will be joining other legends, award winners, uh, such as Carrie Fisher, Clyde, Jerry, Geronimo, Manuel Gonzalez, Mark Hamill, Stan Lee, Gary Marshall, Julie Taymor, and Oprah Winfrey. So Stan and Jack going in the same year. That is a proper tribute. That is. I was actually watching Atlantis, the Lost Empire the other night and uh, listening to the audio commentary and something I don't know that I've ever picked up on before. They were talking about like uh, some of the explosions and uh, and energy blasts and things like that uh, included what they called Kirby dots. Because, you know, when when Kirby would draw energy blasts or explosions, he put little black dots all in it. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. And so, and really, Atlantis, in case you never watched the movie or just never picked up on this, Atlantis was inspired pretty much by comic books. And that's really what it was meant to be, was a comic book action-adventure movie. Yep. And so they drew on a lot of comic book influences like Mike Mignola and and Jack Kirby, you know, just to name a couple. So I'm glad to see Kirby is getting uh, getting honored in this way. And just to think that really there's part of me that says he should have been honored even before Disney purchased Marvel. Yes, I, I agree. Yeah. But it's, I mean, kind it's of, probably best that he didn't, but it would have been cool for me to see. Right. But it would be kind of hard for Disney to honor him before Marvel when Disney didn't own Marvel at, at the time that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I'm not but saying sh- it's a, I'm not saying it's a realistic thing, but should it have happened sooner than than what it is for both him and Stan? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, possibly. I, I could agree with that. I mean, it's I almost, so. you know, it's almost been 10 years now since it, the purchase was in 2009. Yep. Right. We're halfway through 2017. That's, it's eight years, mm-hmm. eight years since Disney acquired Marvel. Yeah. Right. My, how time does fly. Well, think and, about it. You know, and the, all, oh, go ahead. What I was going to say, the Marvel purchase. The Lucasfilm purchase, the Muppets purchase, the Pixar purchase still doesn't total what Amazon paid for Whole Foods this week. Well, you know, Whole Foods is kind of pricey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into some. Uh, oh, yeah, let's just get into some E3 news. Yes, E3. Big expo that uh, that happened earlier this week, and you had a lot of a lot of stuff that came out uh, from a lot of different developers, different publishers. Yep. Marvel was no exception. Uh, now you had Marvel versus Capcom. They announced three games uh, at, at E3: yeah. uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, yep. uh, Marvel Lego Marvel Superheroes Two. Which looks amazing. Uh, yes. And did you see the new figure that they they revealed a new figure that they're a new costume? I guess it's going to be in the game by you know unveiling a an eighteen inch tall Lego figure of it. And if you're not sitting down, go ahead and do it because I just got three words for you: Cowboy Captain America. Yes. That, oh, what is that from? Because kept uh, Cowboy Captain America showed up, or, or Captain America Sheriff Captain America showed up in uh, Avengers Academy. Secret Wars. That's right. Secret. It was I Secret Wars. Secret Wars as well. But it's actually, I, I'm gonna say it's actually kind of cool looking. I mean, the, it, it's it's a cap costume. He's wearing like khaki pants. Uh, he's got like the 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 traditional top, you know, red, white, and blue top. Right. And he's got the mask, but rather than a full, you know, a, a full head mask, it looks like a little domino mask with a blue cowboy hat that has an A on it. Yeah. Nice. And he still has his shield, of course. But yeah. So anyway, what? probably got the most attention though was the spider-man game that is coming out and you know it's it's put out by insomniac games in partnership with marvel uh coming to the ps4 
and they released nearly nine minutes of gameplay footage. And guys, I'm just going to call it, this was footage that in any other game would be viewed as a cinematic. Yeah, yeah. It's got that kind of look to it. It reminds me a lot of uh, Star Wars 1313, when they show that, at celebration celebration six yeah this is this is some of the best looking gameplay that i've ever seen well i'm gonna i'm gonna call it the the two top games that everything i saw from e3 spider-man and of course it ties in with marvel because i'm sure some of the settings will be used as canon and backgrounds for for the marvel books star wars battlefront 2 i can see that Mm -hmm. yeah 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 now, one thing about the uh, the Spider-Man game that has some people already you know kvetching about it is that there is a white spider on the uniform. Yeah, and somebody somebody called out Insomniac on Twitter, you know, asking why that was. You know, what's the story behind this lame white spider? Of course, they didn't just say lame, but uh, they just said there is a reason for it, and that reason will be revealed in the story. Honestly, guys, I don't mind the look of this now i know some people are still kind of iffy about it but i don't know i i kind of like the white twist um i i think it's a great change in in look right i I don't think it's my favorite spider-man costume right but it's i like it it's kind of up there it you know it 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 grows i i think it will grow on you like i I know when i the first time i saw it a few months back i was like yeah i don't know but the more i look at it the more you know i i the more i i'm good with it you know it's see i i didn't have a problem with it back then so but we know how odd i tend to be (laughs) (laughs) and odd is an understatement yeah, but uh, just to touch back on on the other two games that are that are there, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Um, yeah, they there's a story mode. There's a uh, there, there was like a, a, a demo that is available to download now. Kylan, I believe you've downloaded it. Yeah, and I I played it uh I played it uh earlier this afternoon and wow. Now they they've gone back and got rid of the three three versus three and it's back to the traditional two versus two. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, and, and you know, it's, um, I, you know, I, I have to admit like, uh, um, cause I'm also, I'm also currently playing, um, Marvel versus Capcom three as well. And, you know, I have to say that, that, that three, that three person team, I don't know that that's kind of, I don't know. It, it felt, it feels a little clunky. I don't know why, but it just, I, I'm, I'm glad that they're back to the, uh, two versus two, like the, the two person tag team. I don't know. I think I think it probably is a is if the gameplay is uh super smooth. The uh the visuals are really nice. Um it's it's a little uh it's a little off-putting cuz it seemed like the the heroes uh is they seem to be a little bit they seem to be drawn a little bit bigger than what we've seen before. It's almost like they have these huge shoulders and torsos. 
and they are they're almost made like uh, it seems like they're a little dis- disproportionate a little bit. Well, but yeah. other than that, man, the the gameplay is awesome. I'm I, I can't wait. I really can't. I liked in the Cinemax in the, in the trailer that I saw uh, where the the Capcom and the Marvel characters are interacting with each other. Yes, and yeah. it's I, I like that. It's just just some good good moments for I won't say they're all levity, right? But but there's there's a good bit of that in there. There is uh one, there's a really fun part uh in the story mode with Chun Li and Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and uh and uh, it's 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 kind of it's fun you know Cap- and Captain Marvel you know she she you tend to think of her as being a very serious character mm-hmm. but she's a bit of a smart smart aleck too yeah. and you get to see that you know you get to see that in the cinematic um uh parts so it's and 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 her game like and playing the character, she is definitely one of the big hitters in the game. Like right up there with Iron Man and Thor. I mean, she's wow. she's really powerful. Yeah. yeah. Well, she she was like one of the main main characters in Civil War too. So that that should come as no surprise, really. Right. Um, now, one thing that did kind of come as a little bit of surprise to me uh, in reviewing some of this stuff for from E3 is uh, some of the gameplay footage demo that uh, that they did for Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 where they've got Star-Lord going around this hub and just I don't know what they hit but they hit a button and all of a sudden he whips out his Waltman and there's Come and Get Your Love by Redbone and that song has been locked in my head all evening <laughs> long. And, and yeah it's uh, it's got a good look to it there's a lot of, of course he can fly because of his jetpack right. and it looks like you can go from one world to another without having to go to a any some kind of uh, interstitial screen right so you know you could just fly into that into that world and one thing that just kind of stood out as star lord's coming out of one building and out into the into the outdoors he walks right up to and stands beside spider-man 2099 yeah and <laughs> the first thing i thought was you know that spider-man fig looks pretty good i would not mind having an actual minifigure of spider-man 2099 if it looks like that right but then you think about it that is one of the great things about a game like this because because it's not really beholden to any kind of canon storyline right right you can pull all these characters from di- from the different corners of the marvel universe and mash them together you could have star lord and 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 miguel o'hara you know bashing up bad guys together you could have howard the duck and captain america or just whatever oh right? yeah yeah that i think that plus the the rather tongue in cheek approach that they use is really what what endears me to the to this series of games to, to all the lego incarnations uh, plus i'm a big lego freak as which these two guys will attest oh, yeah. uh, while, while we were waiting to get started uh recording this evening i was actually working on a custom lego project uh you know just just right here and so i i am i will freely admit my my lego addiction um I don't have a problem. I don't have a Lego problem. I think I've pretty much got it down pat at this point. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, those were the the big three from Marvel that came out at E3. And I think if you're a gamer and you like Marvel, I think there's there's at least one of these games should appeal to you. Mm-hmm. If if not all three. Now I'm I confess I'm not a huge fighting person. I'm not a huge fan of fighting games. So I may not get into Marvel versus Capcom. Right. Right. But the Spider-Man one, that's definitely worth the look. And Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, that's worth the look. So, yeah, that's that's what we saw from Marvel during E3 this week. And what was the name of that song again? You already know. You're picking no. it up. Come no. and get your love, Redbone. I don't think that was on either soundtrack. Yes, it was, dude. It was. It was like the first. Not, oh, okay. It was like maybe what the it was seventh in the song? opening. It was in the opening credits. Yeah, oh, the first one. where he's dancing. Yes, where he where Peter Quill is dancing around in the uh, in the recently flooded world. And he grabs a rat and starts singing into it like a microphone. Right, right. Okay. And then kicking the little rat buddies. Yeah. Because it is not... Sh- you had one it, job, dude. I, I know I did. I know. And it's not showing up. <laughs> it, it Honestly, it's not showing up. It, you, you have oh, the whole soundtrack. Is. I know I got the whole sound. I've got all four of them. I think I'm missing one. But I, I, I swear, this song... It, it's, it's not there. I, I can't find it. <laughs> I think you just did. I think you just did, dude. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, <sighs> but it wasn't there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, oh, my uh, God. <laughs> yeah, it, all, all these games, they look great. Um, Despite whatever color Spidey suit is, the game is awesome. I don't mind the white trim. Uh, it might be a little too much on the body itself, but I don't mind it on the hands. I don't mind it on... Um, I'm just trying to figure out where... If I was to get rid of it on the body, where would I get rid of it on the body? Maybe around the belt area? Hmm. Um, cause I don't... Well, no, it's not in the belt area. Maybe I wouldn't make the legs so long on the... On the front. Maybe that's what right. makes it seem a little awkward. I don't mind it looking longer on the back. I think on the front, it needs to be a little smaller. Mm. But I'll tell you something that's not smaller. It kind of ex- maybe bigger by one. That's Criv 7's contract with the MCU. That's right. Um, you know, when Evans signed on originally uh, to play Cap, uh, he, he kind of feared what would take next. Uh, you know, he kind of feared that he would it would go the same route as he did with... Uh, Johnny Storm and and the first two Fantastic Four f- films he was in. Um, you know, he had dipped his toes in the comic book world, and yet he was he was a f- hesitant on the multi film commitment, uh, especially when he um, when that contract called for six appearances. Uh, now here we are, twenty seventeen, and he's changed his tone significantly uh, after completing the trilogy of the Captain America films and already filmed two Avengers films mm-hmm. um, with it confirmed. He will appear in the third one, infinity war. Uh, Evan's contract is finished, but his time with Marvel isn't over yet uh, with his original con- 
contract obligations complete, uh, Evans explained why he agreed to extend his contract with Marvel Studios for one more film. In an interview with uh, Telegraph, uh, he recounted um, you know, everything we just talked about, his, his fear of joining the MCU, um, explaining that he was worried that the films would actually be good. Uh, he goes, because if things worked out, I would have to do all six of them. And at the time, that was the most terrifying aspect of it. This is not going to be so dominating and all-encompassing. Um, he says it's a fear that he's gotten over in time, but it's, it's it not only not only is the Captain America trilogy a proven success, which yes, I, it is. I think I think it's the first yeah. of the. I, Iron Man was a proven success, but there's still a lot of critique over Iron Man three, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Cap is the one where it's you, you, it seems like you hear the least critique, except for Civil War, where everyone. But I think the critique of Civil War is not as bad as Iron Man three. It's just everyone's no, going, no, "Well, this not. is actually Avengers two. Avengers 2.5. If that's the worst criticism they can throw at it, that's not really that bad. No. Right. So why why did he decide to stay on for a third film? Um, or stay on for a seventh film? You know, one more past his contract? Uh, his quote, I had six films in my Marvel contract, so I could have said after the third Avengers, I was done. But they wanted to make the third and fourth Avengers films as a two-parter. They said they had so many other characters to fit in, Guardians, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, and couldn't get them all into one movie. Well, we've heard this talked about before, 60-something characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, even with his contract nearing his finish, the actor hasn't written off the possibility of extending his contract again. Um, but Kevin Feige revealed that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is set to look incredibly different after Phase 3 is done. Um, I think you're going to see him die. Yeah. I, th- I remember the one quote, of course, it wasn't in this story that we paraphrased. Uh, the one quote from him was, the, the Avengers movies wrap up his character. Or he wraps up Which, his character in, in the films. He will die, but he will die in such a way that if they need to bring him back or want to bring him back, they'll be able to. Mm-hmm. And I, if he if he doesn't die, he rides off into the sunset. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing: I, I can I can kind of get where he's coming from because I just got two words for you, Adam West. Yeah, yeah. Adam West. He had he was known as Batman mm-hmm. at the. T- at uh, one time, he was he was offered the role of James Bond. Yeah, for, for the first American. For, yeah, it, I think it was supposed to be for Diamonds Are Forever or one around that time. But and, and this was a classy act on his part. He said, "You know, no, it should be a British actor that plays it." Right. Which you know, I think he could have pulled off the James Bond. Yeah. But yeah. but here's the thing: he was so typecast as Batman that it was hard for him to get work doing anything else mm-hmm. true now and and also and Leonard Nimoy another mm-hmm. uh, another example just about anybody who's known for playing one single role at least you know traditionally historically mm-hmm. they get George Reeves. yeah now. it's hard for somebody to find other work mm-hmm. and so you can't help but think that was kind of playing in his head a little bit right I, I will say in honor of Adam West who passed away a week ago 
he had probably one of the best practical jokes ever. And that was one year in the yellow page or in the phone book. Yes. I know you Adam got. West. C Bruce Wayne millionaire. You got a Bruce Wayne millionaire. C crime fighter and Cape Crusader. Yellow pages. Go to yellow pages. C Batman. Go to Batman. See Adam West. It was that ongoing loop. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, and to a lot of people that it, and I know this is a Marvel show. He was a DC character, but I'm sorry that his death upset me more than it should have. It upset me more than this is bad to say. Some members of my family who have passed away did not did not tear me up as much as finding out that Adam West had passed. Yeah. You know, it put me in a weird place. I mean, yeah, I I remember rushing home Mm. from school. So just so I could watch Batman, you know, and you know, and all of a sudden, you know, and we had, we had just recently, recently lost Roger Moore, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. which honestly was my first Bond. So I lost my first Bond and my first Batman, you know. Well, you, you just got to remember, he was Batman's Batman. You know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. So Man. anyway, back to yeah. Marvel. <laughs> back to Marvel. <laughs> back to Marvel. Grudgingly back to Marvel. Um. So yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it right there with the uh, Chris Evans. He, he's coming back because he's going to finish off Captain America the right way. Hopefully, it's either he he dies or he retires and walks off into the sunset. Right. I hope he does. I really I, I'm, I'm glad I'm, that he's extended it so far, but I'm glad. I'm also glad that he's open to extending it further. Right. Personally, I'd rather see the for this first time the the death of Cap. Yeah. That way, maybe after we get Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie some time as Cap, possibly, maybe we bring Chris Evans back a little older, looking a little grittier with Captain America Rebirth. Oh, I, I'd be okay with that. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I guess let's head on to the next next story. Yeah, um, so, uh, we're talking about, uh, apparently, I don't know what, I don't know where the, what the situation around this is, but Marvel has come out to say that Marvel Studios has no plans for Fantastic Four. That's right. <laughs> you know, although, although we now got Johnny Storm over, in the MCU. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, so that's what they're, you know, that's what they're saying. Um, Marvel has no plans for, for fantastic four. Of their- <laughs> uh, you know, they're, I don't know. So th- apparently it looks like it says here that there is a uh, one piece of good news for fans. Uh, uh, Rumors are swirling that the right sort of characters would would be sold back to Marvel since that time. Uh, Marvel Studio head Kevin Feige has shut down the idea of working out a deal with Fox, even one akin to the one made with Sony for Spider-Man. Still, many have continued hoping Marvel would get the characters back, even the actor who played Doctor Doom in the failed film. Uh, while Feige hopes one day to get back the rights to all of Marvel's characters, that won't be happening anytime soon. Uh, so I don't know if this means that Fox is going to take another swing 
you know, um, or 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 maybe this uh, property is just going to you know fade away quietly. But yeah, so that that's what I have. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I and really, all right. Let's let's say, for instance, basically what you've got are two possibilities. One, Marvel and Fox are in negotiations to get Fantastic Four back to Marvel Studios, mm-hmm. or they are not. If they are not, they're totally being truthful. What? I th- right. I if think they, if they are, you would want to keep that close to the vest, especially if you're not finalized yet. Well, again, like it's been talked about, if they get Fantastic Flop back or Fantastic Four, since we're not talking about the actual Fox movies, um, the only characters they need is is Doom, truthfully, right. at the, maybe a couple of the villains that cross over. I don't see anything else beyond that. Well, you know, I agree. I mean, and you know, because Th- Thanos is technically Fantastic Four Jason. Yeah, there are so many characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that have had run-ins or dealings with the Fantastic Four. Inhumans, Inhumans. So it's again, I read that as something in the moment. We have no plans, right? Okay, fine. We don't have any plans to do anything with it. But should we get those rights back, we'll come up with some. And I think it's I think it's more of a case of either they're not discussing it or they are. And if they are, they don't want word to get out and possibly sour the deal. Right. And so they're not going to say, oh, we have plans because that says, hey, we're working on it. So, Mm. yeah, I I really it's good that they are making an official announcement on it, but I still am not putting a whole lot of stock into it. Right. They may not have any plans to do to to do anything with the characters at this time, but that's not saying that they're not trying to get those characters. Mm. Right. I mean, so I I think especially since uh, you know Marvel is looking to reboot their universe again. I say if by time all this, I would say that if by December of this year, we have at least an announcement for a Fantastic Four comic, because we know that right now there's there's Fantastic Four nothing anywhere. You know, because in the comics, Johnny is off with the Inhumans, mm-hmm. and th- is things still with uh, the Guardians? I believe it may so. still be, yeah. Yeah, you know, and so then, you know, Reed and Sue, I don't know where they are. Like, Sue was supposed to be with S.H.I.E.L.D., but... I don't know where they are now, but if if it comes up by end of this year, Marvel and Marvel's announcing a comic or or a return of a series, mm-hmm. I, to me that's the hint. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I'm willing to bet that's the hint. You know, I, I really think that Fox just needs to go ahead and just give the rights back to Marvel. You know, if you want to ask for a little something in compensation, that's fine. Right. But just divest itself of Fantastic Four and focus solely on X-Men because that's that is where their success has been. Yes. And as if by clever segue, uh, we do have a report out from Deadline saying that there has been a director chosen for and confirmed to direct 
X-Men Dark Phoenix. And that is uh, Simon Kinberg. Uh, this is going to be his first directorial debut. <laughs> I guess that's kind of redundant. There's a, You can only have one first debut. Um, mm. But he's been a producer and writer on previous X-Men films, uh, including The Last Stand, First Class, Days of Future Past, uh, Deadpool, X-Men Apocalypse, and, and Logan as well. Now, uh, there are also a lot of stars coming back uh, that are confirmed to return for Dark Phoenix. Uh, of course, you've got Mike, Michael Fassbender as Magneto, uh, James McAvoy as uh, Charles Xavier, Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique, uh, Nicholas Holt as uh, Hank McCoy, Ty Sheridan as Cyclops, uh, Cody Smith-McPhee as Nightcrawler, Alexandra Shipp as Storm, and Sophie Turner as Jean Grey. Now, uh, one thing that does kind of stick out in my mind, uh, the main villain is none other than the Empress of the Shi'ar herself, Lilandra. Which is, it's kind of weird because it, that she's showing up as a villain, because in the comics, she and Professor X are lovers. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And uh, by the way, uh, Deadline is also reporting that Jessica Chastain is in talks to play Lilandra. Okay. So... Um, that's an interesting choice. I'm not sure how I feel about that just yet, but it could work out. And this could be a main villain that turns it into being an ally at the end of the movie. Who knows? Either they are going to go that route or they're going to deviate from the comics. And yeah, that's, that's going to be a love hate relationship. Maybe it'd be kind of like Batman and Catwoman, you know, <laughs> uh, I think he proposed to her this week. You know, I think he did. I remember seeing something about that, but yeah, that's uh that is not, that ain't going to, that ain't going to last. I'm telling you. No, it's not. No, no, no. Anyway. You're, you're just being catty. <laughs> Actually, I think the idea is just batty. Either way, these yes, are perfect. Either way, these are perfect puns. Oh yeah. Too bad they're not Marvel. So <laughs> too bad we're just winging it. Yeah, we're a fly-by-night <laughs> operation. <laughs> At least, I think I think these puns are starting to cave. You know, a little bit. Uh, there you go. Uh, I, uh, I just got I just got to wonder: Did Batman whisk her away? Oh, oh. Okay, let's let's move on <laughs> to the next story because you're just starting to reach now. <laughs> Well, the next story, um, I, I, I think I think this is cool. Um, I, I'm a big fan of this company, as Eric will attest from the way I went gaga over them at Celebration and actually impressed them with my knowledge of, yeah, I know quite a bit about your your company. Um, Sphero, because I even brought this up to them. They're like, yeah, we can't talk about it yet. Sphero, the company based out of Boulder, Colorado, uh, had, you know, the company who also had the must-have toy of 2015 with the app-controlled BB-8 from Force Awakens, and of course, just a month ago, introduced us to the app-controlled Lightning McQueen interactive car, which we'll also talk to you, which is so cool. Um, they have introduced a Spider-Man app-enabled super interactive superhero, and this thing is so cool. It f- features emotive LCD eyes, un- not unlike the mask that you're going to see in Homecoming. 
that we did see in Civil War. Yep. This adorable little wall crawler is about nine inches tall, has its own spider sense, enabling it to detect and react to movement. He can tell jokes, relate stories, wake you up, and even patrol for intruders. More intriguing, perhaps, is that Spider-Man can talk kids through more than a hundred storylines and allow them to make up their own plot-altering decisions in a choose-your-own-adventure fashion. Don't worry about running out of stories, as Sphero plans to add more through the device's web connection. It is available currently for $149.99, and you can get it in plenty of time to take advantage of the excitement of Spider-Man Homecoming. This thing (laughs) is pretty cool. The videos for it look great. You know, this reminds me of back in the, I guess it was the 80s, Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. I remember Teddy Ruxpin. You remember, and I will say this, you heard stories, you saw it in the, well, you didn't see it in the news, but you heard about them, about people who would take the cassettes out of the Teddy Ruxpins and put something else in, <laughs> like, like uh, an Eddie Murphy stand-up routine. Yeah. Yes! Oh, that was so awesome! Those were the days. I'm telling you. Could you could you uh, imagine hearing Teddy Rocks Ruxpin going? Mm, I'm gonna go get me some Jello pudding pops. <laughs> Bill, a little Bill Cosby. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I'm just. <laughs> uh, I know somebody that took took him and put a put a, a, a gangster rap tape in it, and yeah, there's you know how they say there's things that you can never erase from your brain. No, you're absolutely right, and that was that's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was funny as all get out though. Yes, yes. How about it was. how about Teddy Ruxpin going? You look marvelous. <laughs> Now, see, we never put a Billy Crystal in, in into ones that, or nobody I knew. I didn't have one. I would, I would love to see them singing Cherry Pie. That would have been awesome. <laughs> oh, Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin does cats. <laughs> you know the thing is, I guarantee you that somebody did do that. Oh, you know they did. Because that was the beauty of it. It used a standard audio cassette. I mean, it's not like MP3s that you just like, you know, you download to it or, or pull off a cloud. It, it was very, uh, shall we say, hack friendly. Yes, it yeah. was. So, yeah, it was. That's a good way to put it. Yes, it was. But no, it, you're right. It does look, it does look really cool. Well, uh, <laughs> do we have another story or do we just move on? Uh oh, you know what? We did have uh last last Friday we had um uh a trailer to do well oh, it was yeah. a, what they call it a teaser trailer, but <laughs> it seemed like more than a teaser trailer oh, to those it, of us that witnessed. Oh, uh, that that, that yeah, was, was a lot more than a tease. Yeah. So yeah, last Friday, uh, if anybody was watching um the NBA finals, or if you. Just paid attention online. Uh, Marvel released a teaser trailer, as they call it, for Black Panther. And uh, this... 
that this trailer was phenomenal. Um, uh, you, 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 know, you, and you see Ulysses Claw sitting there, obviously captured. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, a one-armed Ulysses Claw. Yeah, a one-armed Ulysses Claw, so you hmm. know what that means. You know what that means. And so he's only he's got one arm. About how he's got one arm and, and he's you know, a little short handed at the moment. We wonder what the other arm is going to look like. You know, he's a, uh, you know, I mean, can we lend him a hand? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to hand but, it to you. That was pretty good. <laughs> He, uh, he, yeah, you know, he's talking about how, you know, a lot of people believe Wakanda to be this third world, third world nation, uh, and it's all a front. And apparently, when people were looking for El Dorado, they were on the wrong continent. And then you see Wakanda, the real Wakanda, and all its glory. Mm hmm. Wow, um, I, I and I can't wait to see this. I, I, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to the XD screen. Uh, I want the biggest screen possible to watch this movie. Um, I, I, I get the feeling that you're going to you're going to probably feel the same, uh, have a similar experience to uh, that what you had with um, Doctor Strange. That's what I think. Uh, whereas Doctor Strange is definitely more was more due to the mystical part. This is more do more to I. I get the feeling that this movie is going to be very, the action is going to be very physical and very, I don't know, I, I just get the feeling that, it's going, that there's just going to be, a, it's going to be very visually stunning. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But because a different I, kind I'm of still visually trying, stunning. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to still wrap my head around him jumping off the car and flipping and mm-hmm. landing and i'm still I, i'm still trying to figure out how that you know you know like in your head what what was the physics of that you know and if that's just in the trailer what is the rest of this movie going to look like you know um i i liked what i like what i saw and i, I think uh i would say that I hope that Marvel doesn't overdo it on the trailers. You know, I don't want to see too much of this movie. I want to be surprised. Yeah. Well, I I think the one poster, um, which was a great mashup, and I loved it. The Pink Panther poster was so fun. So perfect. It, it really was the, the, the pink panther yep uh, okay I'm, i yeah. missed that one i missed that one <laughs> i almost got I, eric in trouble with that one when i posted it yeah yeah fortunately for you i was alone in my office when i saw that <laughs> yeah uh, uh cause, cause, uh is that um where would i if i if i just go if i happen to google that would i be able to see it uh Possibly. Well, mm-hmm. all you got to do is go on Facebook and look up his feed or my feed because I shared it too. Okay. Because I don't know how the heck I missed that. I will have to go and look at look that up because I I I, I get the feeling I'm going to be laughing my my my, my head off. <laughs> or your big pink pink panther head. Yeah, that one. <laughs> but yeah, so I you know that 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 trailer was phenomenal um and you know it's uh it, it it's you know it it, it gives you i, I think it, it it was uh it was great in that it gave you just these little bits and if you knew anything about black panther and his world you, you know what you're going to get and it's all there you know yep so yeah i'm i'm sufficiently uh excited now so Kyle, and take a look in the Skype notes. Cool. So, well, I guess this now takes us to that time. Oh, 
as the picks of the week. So, um, Eric, why don't you start us off? Okay, my first pick of the week is all-new Guardians of the Galaxy number four, written by Jerry Duggan and art by Aaron Cooter. When the Guardians learn that Gamora hasn't been honest with them, they get angry. But who knows? You may like the Guardians when they're angry. Can the team stop threatening each other long enough to get the goods they've been hired to procure? Okay. Kylan, why don't you go second? All right, cool. Well, uh, my number one is a number two. It's uh, Luke Cage, number two. Uh, The writer is David Walker. Art is by Nelson Blake. Cover is by Riza. Um, uh, Broken Cage. There's a war brewing in New Orleans. And Luke is right in the middle of it. Luke recovers from a brutal attack with the help of a very unsuspected ally. Luke Cage will put body and soul on the line to learn the truth about Dr. Bernstein. He might live to regret that. Might. Well, my first pick of the week is from Charles Soule and Giuseppe Gamuncioli. And that is Darth Vader number two. The most fearsome villain of all time returns with an all-new series. When Anakin Skywalker fell, both to pull of the dark side and to the blade of Obi-Wan Kenobi, he rose back up more machine than man. Having lost everything that was once dear to him, the former Chosen One must take his first steps into a darker world. So, Eric, we're back to you for our second rounds. Okay, my second pick of the week is The Mighty Thor number 20, written by Jason Aaron and art by Russell Dodderman. The saga of the all-new Ultimate Thor starts here. The Ultimate Thor died defending the multiverse, but his hammer remains. Who will hold the hammer now? War is coming to the Ten Whelms. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the Ten Realms. <laughs> Elmer Fudd is the new Thor. Uh... By Odin's bid. Uh, I'm hunting Loki. But like I said, war is coming to the Ten Realms. Can the new Ultimate Thor help keep back the bloody tide? Uh, yes, I know him. We walk together. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, why did I just delete that? Don't ask. Um, well, my, Kylan, actually, you're the second pick. All right, so my my second pick is Nick Fury, number three. The writer is James Robinson. The art is by Echo, and the cover's by Echo. Uh, Nick Fury's next mission goes off the rails. The mission is simple enough, prevent an assassination on the maiden voyage of a new international train line. But when another player enters the fray, it's a thin line between friend and foe. Can Nick Fury solve the mystery and prevent the killing before his enemies punch his ticket? All aboard for the assassination locomotion caper. Okay. Well, my second pick is Colin Bunn and Luke Ross created... Star Wars Darth Maul number four as number four or five. Darth Maul and his crew of bounty hunters have captured Eldra, the haunted, the hunted Jedi Padawan. But Steve Circus will not give her up, give up her prize without a fight. There's a new bounty out. So back to Eric for the first of our last picks. All right. 
My last pick of the week is Doctor Strange number 22, written by Dennis Hopeless and art by Nico Henrichon. Secret Empire tie-in. With the incredible current events in New York City, Strange must ally himself with some unsavory people. No, Spider-Woman isn't unsavory, though the Doctor is allying with her, too. It's Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. the Kingpin. That's who we're talking about. Yeah. Well, Kylan, why don't you give us the your final pick? My final I'm pick. <laughs> My final pick is Star Wars Poe Dameron Annual Number One. Uh, the writer is Robert P. Thompson. The art is by Nicole Varela, and the cover is by Dan Mora. Poe Dameron has never been one to follow the rules, so when he disobeys a direct order from G- General Leo Organa and gets stranded in First Order space. With no ship and little oxygen, how will he survive? Very carefully. <laughs> well, my final my final pick is actually a uh, trade paperback. It's Star Wars Doctor Aphra Volume One. Aphra, following her time in the clutches of Darth Vader, Doctor Aphra has barely escaped with her life. If the Dark Lord of the Sith ever learns of her survival, he'll hunt her down to the ends of the galaxy. But for now. It's time for a return to what she does best. With droids triple zero and BT-1 in tow, she's off in search of rare artifacts from the galactic center to the outer rim and everywhere else in between. Aphra's got debts to pay, off, to pay after all, just as long as she can stay one step ahead of the Empire and some bounty hunters. As we said, she's kind of a, a mix between... Um, what, Luke Skywalker and Indiana Jones? Mm-hmm. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. So, um, Kylan, why don't you hit us up with our Marvel Unlimited pick for yeah Marvel Unlimited pick for this week? Well, with the Marvel Unlimited pick, I was a little uh, inspired actually by uh, some things we talked about in the on the show today. So I went with the first appearance of Black Panther, the pencil, which was a uh, Fantastic Four number fifty-two. Uh, the cover was uh, by uh, the penciler for the cover was Jack Kirby, um, and actually, it does not give me a writer on this, but. Um, but so what? So what's going on is that the the Fantastic Four uh, actually go end up in Wakanda, uh, and that's this is where they first come across the Black Panther. Um, and and so uh, also I believe it looks like that along with this story, there's also a story about Wyatt Wingfoot in here too. So you, it's a little bit of like I would say a two for one, but the main pitch of the story is Black Panther. Um, unfortunately, what I'm looking at doesn't really give me much of the gist outside of uh, the outside of the creators. Uh, and this was actually published in July of 1966, um, not long before he was introduced in um, the Avengers. So, so yeah, yeah, this is uh this is my pick for this is my uh, Marvel Unlimited pick for the week. Awesome. Well, I'm going to remind everyone, if you go to the MightyMarvelGeeks.net site where you can catch the show, check out Comic Bento. Great way to build up your graphic novel or trade paperback collection. And they do offer Marvel books every now and then. Check out Ripped Apparel. they got some great Marvel mashup t-shirts. Um, and also, to check out Superhero Stuff. Their hero boxes are amazing. Um 
some great stuff with them, such as the current um, Spider-Man boxes that they're doing. Uh, you got the Arachnid Edition, which is the equivalent to their their silver box. And then you have the Radioactive Edition, which is equivalent to the gold box. Um, difference between them. The Arachnid Edition, $49, uh, $49 guaranteed $70 worth of value. And this is including a hoodie. You're getting a hoodie in this box. Um, the Radioactive Edition is $69 guaranteed $100 worth of value. And again, you're getting a hoodie in this box. So you're going to get a t-shirt. You're going to get um, a hoodie or a jacket or a fleece. Chances are it's a hoodie. You're going to get apparel like socks, underwear, some other stuff. Um mm-hmm. Accessories like buttons, keychains, magnets, wallets. I mean, I, I've shown you guys the the Hydra keychain I've gotten, and the uh, and and that thing's got some weight to it. It's, they're not shoddy stuff. Um, this is a great company to deal with. They're they're your they're a great one stop shop if you want to get mm-hmm. shield shield gear, Spider Man, Deadpool, Cap, uh, Guardians. They just came out with one of the new items that were released this week. Was a Groot backpack. Oh, cool! Nice. Well, I'm gonna drop this link into the Skype notes for for you guys to see. We'll figure out how to get it into the show notes. But check out that backpack. That is cute. That uh, is Groot. And of course, it's got a little tag that says "I am Groot." Um, Zoe saw this. Oh man, it's nice. Zoe saw this and really liked it. It's. Um, Measure 17 by 12, uh, spacious main compartment, uh, smaller compartment in the front, uh, two padded adjustable straps. It almost looks like this was made for Marvel by uh, by Jansport because mm-hmm. it, it's got a very Jansport-esque feel to it. Yes. Um, but not only do you have sh- – uh, you got S.H.I.E.L.D., you got Cap, you got Deadpool, you got Spider-Man, Iron Man, Thor, uh, Iron Fist – um, Wolverine, Punisher, um, there's a Winter Soldier hat, bo- uh, hat hero box. There's a Iron Fist hero box. Um, who am I missing hero box wise? Uh, the Spider-Man that we just talked about. Uh, there's an Iron Man, there's Thor, Black Panther hat hero box. I uh, just got a great looking Black Panther hat. We have so many different options. Uh, the hats are, are, are great quality. Um, I own a couple. Eric will tell you, you know, looking at them, the, the hats are great. Um, it just depends on what type of thing you're looking for with your hat. Um, you, you, you can't go wrong. Uh, it's, it's a great company. Uh, I, I'm happy to be supporting them and that, and that the sites are supporting them and they, and they help us out. So, um, comments, questions, concerns, email us at mighty marvel geek at mmg at mighty marvel geeks.net. Any final thoughts? Once again, I am thoughted out. I am all thoughted out too. Then on that note, all wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope, just time to go dark. So, Panther trailer phenomenal. It, it really was. It's not it what I expected. Really was. It's no, not what I, I expected. I, I get the feeling that you're going to need to uh, up your cardio just to keep up with this movie. <laughs> I could be wrong, that's what I think. You'll be tired at the end of it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's going to be February? 
I think so. We're starting off the year right. Seriously. I, you know, I, I, I'd rather, I'm, I'm willing to wait on this movie because I guess it was, was going to be earlier. But I, it looks like, you know, with them pushing it back, we're all going to be winners in the I think so. I think so. 